This is CJ Carter, and this is my Brit Rest journey. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my Mike Dorit. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel hustle alone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, Udockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis, and you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast, because like me, you are head to toe a pro. Hello and welcome to My Brit Rest Journey on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin and I'm delighted to be joined on the live by CJ Carter. How are you doing this evening, CJ? Hey, yeah, I'm good. Um, hello to everyone listening. I'm just, um, yeah, I guess uh, getting ready for uh, a show tomorrow. Um, first show, well, actually, no, sorry, second show of the year back. Um, oh, yeah. So, so are you wrestling? Uh, that's, uh, so it's going to be for RCWA. Um, it's quite a big one for them, actually because they've got Will Ospreay coming back over. Um, he hasn't wrestled for them for probably three years plus now. So, you know, it's a pretty big deal to have oh, him back. There's actually, you know, he actually started the promotion himself. So, so it's, you know, it's, it's got a lot of history to it. And um, they've sold it out. And he's he's wrestling Paul Robinson, which is obviously his, you know, childhood friend. Hmm. And they've got, you know, Swords of Essex, tag team champions, you know, two of the best wrestlers in, you know, two of the best wrestlers in the world, I'd say anyway. So regardless of any, all of that um, main event, they've sold out. So it's a pretty big show for them. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. So I'm good. And I'm just looking forward to that, to be honest. That sounds amazing. I have seen on Instagram and Twitter, them sending videos of promos about the, sh- the match. Yeah. It looks, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're building it up. They're building it up quite big online. Um, and so they should. It's a, you know, it's a big match. Cool. Um, Are you facing? Yeah. Um, so I'm in a I'm in a four way uh, for the elite, the elite one championship, which is um, which is like their kind of X division, or I guess you could say cruiserweight division type hmm. um, title. So yeah, um, current champion is is MOS there, who's um, kind of long term RCWA wrestler, been there since pretty much day one. Yeah. Um, and uh, Joe Lando as well. Oh, um, yeah, Lando's. You know, one personally as a fan, one of my favorite wrestlers to watch right now. So. I've only ever seen him once. Or tra- oh, he's he's wasn't a Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about him. Um, one of the best in the country right now. He's the best flyer, you know, for sure up there. Um, and um and then uh Murdoch is the other person in the match who's kind of a, a newer guy who's kind of just establishing himself at the moment. So Oh sounds amazing. Yeah. So Jay I can't remember the name of the Saxon Jay Land, was it some something adrenaline or oh, I can't remember. So, I don't the tag team Jay Lando was it? It's probably it's oh, um, it, so Harrison Harrison somebody Harrison Bourne. Yeah, air to air back in the day, I air think. Air to air might be, might, that might be yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been doing his own thing for a while now mm. and um, making a name for himself and yeah. doing very well for himself as well, actually. Um, I think the battle was probably about 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the thing is, because we've had COVID and lockdown in the middle, you forget mm. how long ago some stuff was, right? Yeah, so definitely. <laughs> you think, oh, that was only last year. But actually, no, that was, it was like, you know, three, four, well, actually... <laughs> Yeah, like four four years ago. Is that two? Is that more right? 2000, how was 2018 four years ago? Yeah, how definitely. is that? How is that? <laughs> My brain can't even comprehend that. But, no, um, I still have to. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know. It's probably the first year I'm struggling to put go from 2021 to 2022 when I'm writing things. I don't know, yeah. I don't know why I'm struggling. I know, I still think we're in 2020 and it, it's just <laughs> like, it's mad, but yeah. I'm one of them people who still thinks that 1990 was 20 years ago when it's really 30 yeah. years ago. <laughs> well, don't get me started on that. <laughs> you, know, you know, I wrestle with people now, now that were you know born post the millennium, which I just find insane. Hmm. Uh, I can't get my head around that. I just can't get, you know, I'm I'm going to be 35 this month. So, um, you know, I guess by wrestling standards, you'd say... You're hitting your prime? 
Yeah, well, yeah, well, you can say actually, I'll take that in my prime. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting on a bit, but yeah, in my, in my prime, I'll have that. But you know, and, and you know, you wrestle with a lot of people who are in their early twenties, and um, even you know, eighteen, nineteen. You know, Callum Newman is nineteen; is one of the best wrestlers in the country. And it's, it's this crop crop of wrestlers going through now. I can't wait for five years just to see how good they're going to be. But yeah, it's going to be insane. I mean, they're already so talent talented. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine what they'll be like by the time they're 25 and that's still 10 years younger than me. So, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Cause I've got the, uh, up, up north, I've got the likes of like Tom Felwell and you've got the young guns. And... Oh, Tom Felwell. Yeah. He, he, he's someone who I um, respect a lot and think is great. And I'm actually going, I'm actually going to wrestle him soon. At, um, out of combat. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that because he's got a real buzz about him at the moment. And um, it's only 18 yeah. or 19. I'm sure he's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember um, when I interviewed him, he was just turning 18, or was he just, was he still 17? Yeah, you've got that whole crop of people, haven't you? Like with yeah. Ethan Allen as well, and, you know, it's, um, yeah, and, and Joe Nelson is doing... Oh, Joe Nelson, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good like us too. Like us, exactly like us too, yeah. And it just, they're all, they're so young, but they're so good. They're so good already, and it's, I, you know, I didn't even have my first professional match on a show until I was 20, 20 one twenty-two, yeah, early 20s. Yeah. So, um, oh, God, yeah. So, um, it's crazy. It's crazy to think. Definitely. So, how's your return to the ring post-lockdown? Um, I was a bit crazy, to be honest. It was it was quite hard to adapt from so long off and then coming, coming back and just going 100 miles an hour again. And um, it was actually, it seemed to be way busier the second half of this year so maybe from like august september time then it oh, would definitely. usually be yeah <laughs> um, yeah it's just because i mean you know it, he had everyone starting their year at the same time and everyone seemed everyone kind of wanted to get going it's i had a few shows in july but not that many um a little bit more in august but then september and in october it just ramped up big time um and i, I think october was actually my it was my busiest year of my entire career. So, mm. um, and so I had, I think it was 11 shows I had that month. Um, oh, wow. it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty full on. Um, was October when you won the adrenaline championship? Uh, I think that was a bit earlier than that. Oh, wow. That Maybe it was October. Maybe it was October. Maybe you're right. God, like, it just feels like a, it does feel like a blur, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I thought it, I feel like it might have been, no, there were two, I think there was two DOA shows in October actually. So I think I you're right. Here. I can get up here. November. Yeah. November, you want it? Is it November? Beginning of November. Yeah, does it doesn't. Oh my goodness. Thought, what, I mean, yeah. that, that feels, this is what I mean. It was, it was just so many shows in October, November, December that it, it just, it's just a blur. It's just yeah, a complete you, blur. You were, you were not on the 6th of November, you defended on the 27th. There you go. So it was November. There was two. Yeah. There was two DOA shows. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's a cotton they, cage match. So the the information's all <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I'll take their word for it. Mm. Yeah, and I've, and I've really enjoyed. In fact, um, I made my DOA debut coming out of coming out of lockdown um, last year, and uh, I re- like that's something I've really enjoyed. Actually, that's something that's been great. Um, a place I re- I'm really liking. Uh, to wrestle for at the moment and they you know especially their great arm shows they've got some amazing fans yes so um yeah that's been a great kind of positive coming out of coming out of lockdown it's one as well as well i'd lo- would love to do like a mini tour of the uk and go to all these promotions like east and south because I'm, I'm i'm very northwest based a bit of north yeah. wales but yeah i need to broaden my horizons and get to like yeah, that's a lot of traveling though isn't it that's the only thing i get mm. i get why it's hard it's i would like to have, i'd like to be up seeing more shows up north but it's just the traveling i already do so much traveling for for the you know shows i'm on mm. um so yeah i get it but there are there are some great promotions down down this way and and out and you know east of the country um yeah i'd yeah. love to go I'd love, I'd love to go to north i'd love to go to bwr then DOA, yeah. sacrifice, mm-hmm. hope, the future <laughs> on that, that area. That's like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's not help that I can't drive as well. <laughs> so, so uh, we'll, yeah, we'll be on the train. <laughs> that's a little bit of a stunt. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm guessing you've had these you had these eighteen months off. You had time to rest your body, evaluate what kind of worked well, what hasn't worked well over the last couple of years. So have you make any tweaks to your character or to your movesets? How you returned? Um yeah, I mean I did yeah, I did do quite a lot of thinking about what was working, what wasn't working, uh, what I could change generally. Um I I kind of felt like I needed the the break actually. It came at a good time for me. Mm. Um I've been running quite hard just before that. And, you know, just uh, sort of like 2019 into early 2020 was probably the most kind of successful period of my career to that point in terms of uh, the amount of bookings I was getting and, you know, you know, the kind of level of promotion I was starting to work for and um, the kind of um, position on the card I was getting put into in on those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, you know, uh, I was starting to pick up quite a few injuries Um I think, you know, maybe my age has something to do with that. Maybe my style, because I wrestle quite a high impact style. Um, and so, you know, I've got two herniated discs in my lower Ooh, back, yeah. which was causing me a lot of problems. It kind of flared up quite bad in the summer of 2019. Um, and it took about six weeks off, but it wasn't really enough. And so I was just trying to get through that. And so it came at a good time. And so what I tried to do, what I, what I wanted to do in, in that time of more than anything was really focus on my body. And so what I did was I, I changed... I changed my kind of diet. I changed my workout. Um, I worked a lot on just getting lean and trying to get in, in better shape and doing a lot of yoga and stretching and, mm. and kind of, I started to think, right, how can I, um, how can I stretch out my career for, for as long as I can? And, and what do I maybe need to change in my moveset? And you know, I guess it's like, it's starting to become a bit more of a question of what, what moves do I do and when, and, and maybe not doing all of the high impact moves every single match and, Definitely. and you know, saving, yeah. saving those for some, for certain matches. And, and so that's what I tried to think about and what I've tried to do a little bit coming out of, out of lockdown. And, um, and then in, in terms of my character, I just, I, I mean, I have, I had tried, tried to change that quite a lot, even leading into lockdown and coming out of it and trying to change it a little bit more even so. Mm. Um, Cause when I first, first started the CJ Carter character with the pure evil moniker, it was, I was doing full, uh, full face paint and it was kind of quite, it was very, it was, uh, it, you know, it was like, um, kind of uh, almost like a comic book character type thing mm-hmm. if that makes sense it was yeah. it was very heavy on the gimmick it was very heavy on the dark mysterious evil and, and you know and that works for some promotions and that that works for a lot of family shows but it was too much for a lot of promotions it was too gimmicky it was too i leaned into that side of it i think too much mm-hmm. um and so what i tried to do to, uh, over the months and years and leading up to lockdown you know so 2018 19 and then into 2020 was was raining in a little bit and try and make it a bit more real and a bit more me um uh, you, you know the, the character was based on real ideas and thoughts in my head initially they were you know the idea was that you know i went i took some time off of wrestling and i went through quite a dark period in my life and and um what i tried to do was just to tap into that a little bit and create a character out mm. of that yeah. And that's where the kind of dark, evil character came from. It was kind of a way of getting across some of my uh, frustrations and, and kind of the dark times in my life into a character. But I think when I, mean, I went too far with it, it went too gimmicky. So I tried to rein that in a little bit. And that's where I started doing the half face paint. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring some of me out in it as well. I wanted to bring some of, you know, the real human out in it. And, and the idea with the character was to become it's almost like a two-faced type thing. You know, it's a normal person. It's a wrestler, but there's this darker side to him that can yeah, come yeah, out. That's great. Yeah. And that's where I wanted to go with it. And then coming out of lockdown, I've tried to rein it in even <laughs> a little bit more. So there's a little bit less face paint now. It's more just centered around. Annoyingly, it's kind of a similar thing to what uh, Malachi Black's been doing in AEW, but hmm. I was trying to do it first, but Hey, you know, he's obviously doing it on a much bigger scale and doing it way, probably way better than me. But the idea is that like the face paint or the makeup now is on one eye and that's where the kind of dark side is coming from. That's where I can tap into that more evil side, but there's actually the, you know, on the face of it, I'm a, I'm a real wrestler, you know, and I'm a real person and I want that to come across as well. So that's what I'm trying to get across in my promos now and in the ring um yeah and that's why i'm trying to, i'm trying i am slowly trying to drop that pure evil thing 
Um, but if, if if the story ever came up where you're do, having a, a losing streak or you you couldn't beat this person, you could do. And it's very similar to when Finn Balor brings the demon out, but you could bring the pro evil character out. Hundred percent, absolutely, and I complete, and I've done that. I have actually, I did do that. Um, um, I feel like it was, I think it was February twenty twenty. I wrestled Charles Crowley for UVW. Yes. Yeah, and, well, I watched that match over there. Yeah, yeah, and I'd been doing the half face paint for about a year previous to that, and kind of try. I'd, I was just in the process of trying to rein it in a little bit and make it more realistic and more me, you know. Um, <laughs> and and then because we had this long-standing feud that had been going on for about a year and a half there, and it was quite, it was for the title, it was a big deal. And he was calling me out and saying, "I'm not the same, CJ Carr." I brought back the pure, pure evil kind of character mm. for that match with the full face paint that came out in the coffin and stuff. So, um, yeah, totally, hundred percent. That's where I see, you know, and I guess very much like the the demon character for Finn Balor. You know, I, I want, I want, I want people to see that I'm a real person and I'm, I can go out there and I can wrestle as well as just be a gimmick, but but I can tap into that when I need to. Mm. And and if the occasion calls for it, if the story calls for it, the, the you know, the match calls for it, then then yeah, I can bring out that full character. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Take it way back. So who was your favourite wrestler growing up? Oh, my favourite wrestler growing up. I guess over my age periods, it changed slightly. My favourite wrestler now is Ric Flair. Um... My favorite wrestler growing up was Shawn Michaels, so they're, they're very—I'd say—they're very much side by side. Like they're my two favorite wrestlers of all time. But but growing up, it was it was Shawn Michaels for sure. Um, yes. I, I wasn't really—I didn't really get that familiar with Ric Flair until I got a bit older, and I started to go back and you know watch the older stuff, get the DVDs. I it was you know I, I saw his stuff and I and I liked some of his stuff but it wasn't like now he's just for me he's the greatest. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's great. He's growing on me as I got older. So I was a huge Macho Man fan. So it was, I started yeah. watching it around WrestleMania eight when I was Macho Man versus Ric Flair. And I just hated. Hate oh, I love that. That was that That's for me. Was, that was the first WrestleMania I watched as well. It was mm-hmm. in '92. Yeah, um, the first one I remember. The first one I remember watching anyway, for sure. I was allowed uh, to stay up and watch it. I was only. 10 so stay up and watching the WrestleMania. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I remember that match. Um, and I remember that was when I that was my kind of introduction to Flair there, to be honest. And I, and I remember I just I love the fact that he was bleeding so much and had bleach blonde hair and blood went all into his hair. Yeah. I just thought that I just thought that was great, yeah. Uh, but I also, I mean, in my really younger days, like if we're talking sort of like four or five you know maybe six uh, mm. I, I obviously liked hogan as a as a as a really small child who didn't right so mm-hmm. um i was always a wwf fan growing up initially and so hogan was kind of the guy initially but he kind of left as i started to hit five six he 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 left so um mm. and that's where i kind of hit i found Shawn michaels and from then on it was i just loved Shawn michaels and i still do i do i mean um certainly one b alongside rick flair who's one a for me so yeah. Yeah. So what prompted you to do on the tights and get to the ring yourself? So um I I just I've always been a wrestling fan. I can't even I can't I literally can't remember a time where I wasn't. Um you know, I have pic- I have pictures of uh, me sitting on the sofa hmm. um with my dad watching TV. He's got the wrestling on the TV and and that was probably like 1991 sometime. So I would have been 3 years old at the time. And, you know, for as long as I can remember back, so four or five years old, I'm just watching wrestling. That's all I did. I was obsessed with it. And I just wanted to, that's all I wanted to do. It's all I wanted to do. You know, I remember telling my parents when I was very young, I just want to be a wrestler. That's all I want to be. <laughs> and, you know, you got this, you know, my mum would say, don't be so ridiculous. That's that's just ridiculous. You'll never be able to be a wrestler. It's, you know, because I guess at the time people, it, they just thought, oh, wrestling is Hulk Hogan or it's Macho Man Randy Savage or, you know, yeah. you know, regular normal people, especially in England at the time, you just don't do that. Uh, there wasn't really a lot of places to go anyway. So, so when yeah, I got older, I say, the 2010s, there's kind of been that many wrestling schools about, I'm guessing. Well, no, I, well, yeah, I started training in 2003. So, oh. um, but I, t- I, I actually got a quite a bad injury in training and thought, actually thought I probably wouldn't actually end up wrestling because, mm. um, it was so bad. So, um so yeah when I was old enough when I was in my teens sort of like 14 15 years old I was like right I want to do this and and I looked everywhere for a wrestling school and struggled to find places there was Hammerlock which was down in Kent 
um, which is, and I didn't drive. Obviously, I was too young. My parents didn't drive. Um, so, and then I found the, there was an FWA training school in London. So I started going there, um, and then I found drop kicks, which was in Essex, and then and so I moved out and started training there. And then, but but when I was seventeen, seventeen or eighteen, I managed to during training I blew my ACL quite bad. Oh, so. Wow. Yeah. Um and it took and I had to have reconstructive surgery on my knee and, and you know, I was set that you know, doctors are like um they, they were like you know, you definitely shouldn't wrestle again. Um and so you know, I considered maybe maybe not doing it at that point and and regardless it took me about two years to kind of get over that injury anyway. But yeah. Um but then when I hit my early twenties I was like, you know what? And that that was in the you know, twenty tens that that's when I and I was like you know what? I'm I'm just going to go for this, and if it turns out that money can't take it, or it, you know, then fine. But I'll never know unless I try it, and I and I would regret I would regret for the rest of my life if I just gave up because I had one bad injury when I was like 18. So, hmm. so yeah, oh, amazing. <laughs> so so was Shawn Michaels who you wanted to mold your style around when you started training? I'd say Shawn Michaels, and by that point, probably Chris Jericho as well were two people that I was really trying to mold my style around when I first started. Yeah. I um, see that, yeah. And, um, you know, as, you know, as I got older, I became a big Chris Jericho fan. And that's kind of like, I see, see that style as my kind of, style. even now to this day, you know, characters are very different, obviously, but that is definitely the style that I, I go for. It's, you know, high flying to a degree, you know, but it's not like crazy, you know, shooting star presses and stuff, but no. <laughs> with some, with some heavyweight moves in there, even though they're smaller guys, you know, um, you know, Jericho kind of wrestled, started as a cruiserweight, but wrestled a lot like a heavyweight. Um, mm. And, you know, another person, I kind of, two other people I try to model my style on a little bit, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit as well. So mm, I can see that. Yeah. that. yeah, like that kind of intensity that they that they have in, in everything they do. And I guess a similar size in height anyway. I'm, I'm not as big as them, but similar similar size in height. And then, and then as I got, older and into the business myself from wrestling and, and became more familiar with the British scene. I started to look at people like Mark Haskins, for example. So, um, yes. I saw, yeah. I saw him wrestle foot live for the first time a couple of weeks ago. As well. Oh, he's just, he's just, he's brilliant. And I've always been a big fan of Haskins and that's, that's another person who I kind of look at and, and I mold myself on a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have an idea of a character? What was, CJ version one, like oh my well, even before C, my debut, you mean early, yeah. early days? Yeah, your, well, yeah. what was your first? Yeah. I guess right out the gate, I, I didn't have a clue. I just wanted to wrestle, and yeah. I was just happy to be in the ring. You know? And to be honest, actually, I wasn't. I was never really a character person or a gimmick person. Like I didn't, I didn't like the Undertaker growing up, and, and <laughs> you know, I, I liked wrestlers. You know, yeah. that's why I like Shawn Michaels. I like Bret Hart. I like. Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Jericho. I like wrestlers. And that's what I just wanted to be a wrestler. I didn't care. I was like, do I have to have a gimmick? Why do I have to have a gimmick? Like, <laughs> can't I just be Chris Gladden and go in there and wrestle? Can't, like, you know. Hmm. Um, but, it, you know, it does help to have a character. <laughs> and <laughs> initially, I remember my first match, the person said to me, the promoter said to me, so what do you want to be called? And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And I, oh, you can be Chris Awesome. And out Chris I went. Awesome. Chris Awesome. Chris Awesome. That was my debut because because. I didn't know what to call myself and he just gave it to me. And then, and then I became Chris St. Clair, which was based on Tony St. Clair, the old world of sport wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was basically just, it was just me. It was just Chris going out and wrestling, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then I met um, Gene Money and Ooh, he, yeah. he wasn't, he wasn't doing Gene Money at the time. He was doing his previous character, which was Johnny Lavelle. And, um, I met up with him at a training school at the Lucha Britannia training school, the London School of Lucha Libre, which is the best training I've had in my career. You know, by that point, I'd been wrestling and training for about three or four years, but, but that, that was where I really, really honed my skills and my craft and learning from Greg Burridge there. Um, you know, it taught me a lot. And um, and all the people they brought in, all the guest trainers they brought in, um, which was which was just amazing. Um, and I met I met Gene Money there, and he was doing Johnny Lavelle, which was a bit of a posh boy gimmick. Yeah. So I linked, and we got and we got on really well, and we hit it off. We became friends. So then we started tag teaming, and I, I became Christopher Lavelle, and he was Johnny Lavelle, and we did the Lavelle brothers, and we tagged for a little bit, and we did the posh boy thing, but but it just wasn't me, you know, it just didn't feel me. 
Um, he didn't feel, I was always, I was putting on a fake accent. You know, you can hear me now. I'm a working class boy. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't be any further away from posh or privileged or wealthy. So it always felt a little bit alien to me. Mm. Um, and, and then I decided to take um, a break from wrestling for a bit um, for various reasons, some mental health, to be honest. I, mm. you know, I felt like I had to address that in my life before I could really focus on wrestling. So yeah, definitely. I understand. So I took some time out. And um, and then when I came back, that's when I started CJ Carter. And that, that was kind of, as I was saying earlier, like I went in that break between doing the Lavelle Brothers and coming back. I kind of, you know, I went, I struggled um, with my mental health in that period and, and um, was quite bitter and resentful towards wrestling generally. I didn't feel like it had given me what I felt like I deserved, you know, that kind of thing. And actually, yeah, you know, wrestling, owes, wrestling owes us nothing, really, to be honest. And I worked that out as I get older and, it, and you've just got to work hard at it and, you know, opportunities will come for some people, maybe not for others. Sometimes things aren't fair, you know, but life's not fair. And um, so, but, but what I tried to do was tap into that kind of bitter, resentful, you know, part of my life and, you know, that dark period and tap and turn that into a character and let mm. that, and, and let, release that out in something and get all the stress and pent up frustration out in a character. Um, and it just became, the character then just became darker and darker and darker as it went on. So yeah, that that's kind of how, that's the evolution, I guess, of how I got to where I am now. And actually, as I mentioned, I'm now trying to rein that in slightly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, not quite dark and sinister and evil and a bit too gimmicky, but I'm trying to rein that in. But you know, keep that part in there. It's part, you know, it's part of me. Yeah. But I want it to be I want it to be me. I don't want it to be just a character. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, we saw uh, oh, I saw Gene Monday first time in oh, August. And my girlfriend hadn't seen it before. <laughs> she hadn't seen it on YouTube oh. or anything. <laughs> so it's at the time it she was what the fuck is this? And when he was at the top of the stairs, but by the time he got to the ring, she knew his gimmick, his character. <laughs> he was just like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> he's an experienced man. He's more, yeah. <laughs> he's more than just a wrestler. G Money is an experience. Yeah. He's like, the moment he comes through the curtain, he's just pure entertainment. He, mm. he knows how to entertain a crowd. He's always known how to do that. His promos, even when I met him, were good. He's got, he's got so much charisma. It's, you can't teach that stuff. No. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, he stands out. It doesn't matter what show you put him on or, or who's on the show with him, he stands out. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Came down, she's like, I've got my big boy pants on. She's like, what is this gimmick? He's got a sailor hat on, the dog tags, and, <laughs> and a fluffy waistcase. I was like, I don't think she yeah. done it. But by the time he got to the ring, and he, yeah, she goes, oh, it's just a really entertaining comedy-ish wrestler. I was like, yeah, I think he's, yeah, I said you love him. He's funny. <laughs> But, you can't, yeah. you can't not love him. You can't no. not. He just, yeah, yeah. And they had him against Scott Overman, who's like the complete polar opposite to him. So it was a brilliant clash of styles. Great match. This is the Dark Fruits Daddy, David Graham, and you are listening to Broken but Glorious. All right, so you've joined us to promote Ignite Wrestling Pro Encore, sixth uh, sixth yeah. of March, ninety uh, six Shenley Road, Boreham So, uh, what would the listeners expect from a night show um i you know i'd hope they'd expect to come and and, and see some amazing wrestling in mm-hmm. in the hertfordshire area in Bournemouth. um you know Bournemouth was my hometown so yes. you know um you know the reason i started doing shows there was because i wanted i just i wanted to try and put something on for the local community um and i know there's wrestling fans in the area um and and so that that was the kind of original goal but they're also, you know, with Ignite, what I want it to be and what I'm trying to do with it, and I hope it comes across, is I want it to be a platform for people who are, who are kind of just almost there. Do you know what I mean? Yes, they're breaking through. And people who are going to be some of the biggest stars in the entire country in the next two years, or maybe even the next year. But I, I really want to give that platform to people that aren't maybe aren't necessarily getting the opportunities everywhere at the moment, you know, and then you've got some, you've got a good mixture of, of guys who, who are kind of up there like Warren Banks and we had Gene Money on the first show and we've got Charles Crowley. So, yeah, you know, we've got, we've got some people on there who, who are kind of there already. They've recently been on progress, haven't we, all three of them? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But what I really want to do is, is, is give back to, <laughs> mm. to give back to the fans with some great matches and give back to the wrestlers with opportunities. Um, and, 
and just and just you know put on a great show where everyone's going to have a good time, wrestlers and fans included. That you know that's the goal, really. Cool. Um, is it is Ignite in any way a continuation of Clash? Uh, it kind of kind of is. So Clash was. Uh, mine and Gene Money's promotion. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I said, I met him, um, it, God, 2012 or 13 now, which doesn't, it seems like five years ago, but it's nearly 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it, that is nearly a decade ago. And, and, you know, yeah, we did the tag thing together and, um, and, you know, we've been friends ever since. And so we decided to start our own promotion and that was Clash. And we ran that for two years. Uh, and the idea with that was actually kind of quite similar was, you know, we were trying to bring in some people who weren't necessarily everywhere and give them a platform to to show the country and everyone else, you know, why they should be everywhere. Um, and what what's funny is, you know, we managed to kind of do that with, you know, with Sam Stoker, for example. Yeah. You know, we're, you cool. know we brought, yeah and, and now look where he is, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> when he first started working for Clash, you know, he was working at other places, but he wasn't the biggest star in the country. No. By the time he left, he was signed by WWE. So, it's, <laughs> you know, and I can say the same about Carl Noir, who was, you know, who was our first champion at Clash. And, you know, he, he was just starting to bubble underneath at the time, but, you know, he, he wasn't the biggest star in the country. And now he is literally probably the biggest star in the country. Definitely. So, <laughs> um, and, and that's what we're kind of trying to, that's, that's what we're trying to do there. And then, because Gene Money's career got so successful and blew up so big, he just could not devote the time to the promoting anymore. So um, he stepped aside, which was, which was fine. And I completely understood that, but I, I wanted to carry on. Um, I guess, you know, it's, it, we ran clash out Bournemouth as well. And it's yeah. my hometown. So it means a lot to me personally to keep wrestling in my hometown. So, um, so I carried it on, but it just didn't feel, it didn't feel quite right. Keeping the clash name when it wasn't me and Gene, you know, yeah, because definitely. that that was our thing together. We it was our baby. We made it. We and with, if it wasn't both of us, then it just wasn't. It it wasn't going to be Clash. So I decided to under running it by myself. Now I decided to rebrand it and and kind of like uh, reboot it and start again um, with Ignite. So it's kind of a continuation in a way. And we have got some people who've carried over, and you know we've got wrestlers like Dexter and Harry Man. Well, Forrest Hayes now, previously Harry Man. Um, who we kind of brought in at Clash and we were trying to start to try and build them up. And, you know, I'm using them at Ignite um, and Warren Banks, who we used at Clash, who is, you know, for, for you know, my money, one of the best in the country. Yeah, he's a, he's the champion at my local promotion, Wrestle Island. Yeah. yeah. It's been amazing um, watching his growth over the last four or five years. But, yeah. So. I, I met him in 2017. And I mean, there's some people you just meet and you see them and you're just like, yeah you're going to be a star <laughs> like, <laughs> immediately. You just, you know, you just know. Um, I felt, I thought the, the same about Charles Crowley when I met him as well. I met him at one of his first ever training sessions. He, you know, he'd done all the five minutes of wrestling, but you just, the second you, there's certain people you just, you just lock eyes on and you go, yeah, <laughs> you're going to be a big, big star. Cause they just have it. You know, people talk yeah. about it. And it, I think some will laugh like it's a bit cliche, but it's, it's bloody true. You know, some people just have it mm-hmm. and you can't teach it. And it's just in some people. And, and Warren Banks and Charles Crowley are two for sure. Um, and, you know, they're people that I'll be using and working with on, on Ignite. Um, so, yeah. So, sorry. Lo- long story for, for, for an answer. <laughs> yes, it is, kind of, it is kind of a continuation of Clash. But I do actually want to – one thing that I'm really proud of that I'm doing – Ignite is, is powered for TV, a sponsoring yes. match every show, which is the breakout division. And that is a division where, which I really want to bring in people who really aren't seen everywhere. You know, people who are, who are just at that kind of breaking in level who, um, and that's why it's called the breakout division. So, um, that so is, that, the, so is that going to be like an exclusive match on power for TV? Yeah, like yes, a free exactly. Match? Yeah. yeah, it's exactly. It's exclusive to them. Um, you can only see it on their platforms. Um, and that, that's a division, um, and their matches that I feel very, very passionately about and strongly about because it, it's, 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 um, a, that really is, um, a platform for people who, who need to break out. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause I, I really like Smashing Mike, but I've not seen uh, Mark True. Unfortunately, but I really do really like Smashing Mike. Yeah, and that's exactly the the point. Like you might not 
I want to put people in those matches who everyone might not have seen, you know, um, who, you know, Marchu's brilliant. He's actually starting to get about now as well, but, um, you know, mainly wrestles for WrestleForce. He has done some stuff here and there for Fight Nation and, um, I think he's worked for Purpose as well. But, um, but yeah, um, that's, that's what that division's all about. Getting the guys like Smashing Mike and Mark True, giving them a good platform and showing the country like these are the next, this is the next crop of guys. It says on the Facebook page that they'll battle out to advance to the final to earn a title shot. So is that the breaking out title? Or is that the Ignite title? No, that'd be the Ignite title. So, oh, the, idea with it, yeah. so the idea with it is we're going to run uh, be four matches, um, winner of each match, goes into a four-way, which is the final, which will be at the end of this year in November. Mm. Um, winner of that four-way becomes, uh, a, you know, they, they win the breakout division. They get the break. We've got like a cup. They win the cup. And then they also, they get a title shot at the Ignite Champion. Which, oh, amazing. So, you know, and we're starting, we're starting the Ignite Championship qualifiers for that kind of tournament. It's a very small tournament. It's two semifinals and a final. So mm-hmm. we're starting that at, in March. So we've got two matches um, the first has been announced already, which is Corey McRae against Warren Banks. Yes. And that match is actually sponsored by um, 1310 Apparel because um, 1310 actually worked with Corey McRae. So oh, right. um, he's kind of like a sponsored athlete for them. Uh, so they've come on board and they're, you know, um, they're great as well. And you should, you know, everyone should go and check out their website and everything that they do. Um, and then, yeah, so... So by by May we'll have our first Ignite champion, and then you know by November we'll have our we'll have our number one contender coming out of the breakout division. And then probably this time next year they'll have the the match against each other or March. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So the idea would be the first show of 2023, which seems like a lifetime away, but God, it's gonna it will come around fast. Yeah. If you if you only have like four four shows a year, it will yeah fly. It's <laughs> just. Yeah, I'm hoping to get another one in. I'm hoping yeah. to get another one in. So currently we've got um, dates we've got in uh, March 6th, May 15th, September 4th, November 20th. I think that's right. Mm. But I'm trying to get another one in July. I mean, ideally I'd run six. With Clash, we ran six. Um, the problem was I couldn't get I couldn't get one in in February, so I had to start in March, which kind of lost me a month. So mm. it was always going to have to be probably five because I'd usually go every other month from February to December. Um, but uh, and I just I just need to slot a July one in. We'll probably have five this year, to be honest. Yeah, um, just announced got um, Laura Di Matteo versus Tommy Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy should be everywhere. He's brilliant. Like, he's somebody I haven't seen live, but I love watching him on YouTube, and I've interviewed him before. <laughs> Tommy, yeah, Tommy Kyle. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I've known him for for a little while now. Um, we wrestled a few times at UBW. We wrestled on the first Ignite show as well. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, just in the ring, bell to bell, there's there's very few better in the country. Technically, as a wrestler, he's just incredible. Yes, um, and and Laura is as well. You know, Laura Laura had probably one of the best class matches we've ever had, which was her and Nina Samuels. Mm. Um, and she's just just an incredible wrestler. Those two will will just you know, it'll be great. Their styles will will work really well together. Definitely, <laughs> I'm guessing the winner of that will, will put themselves straight into like number. Number one contendership ish. Yeah, they're both going to be up. They both will be up there for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think the only match left is your match. So you, you're teaming up with um, Neo. Oh, yeah, me and Nino Bryan against the Rebellion. Yeah. Mm. So because Nino is also a Bournemouth boy, and yeah. um, so we've got two born the two two hometown guys against the Rebellion, um, who are you know probably one of the best tag teams in the country right now. Um, you know they they're currently winning multiple tag team championships. I believe they got three at the moment. So yes, <laughs> um, yeah, they got the RCWA tag titles, the World War tag titles, and they just won um, the EWA tag titles. I think as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's um, really, it should be a great show. <laughs> yeah, so they're probably going to take about. 10 years getting to the ring trying to carry all their belts. <laughs> <laughs> they got like six belts to bring to the ring. But um, yeah. Well, going forward, are you going to be introducing like tag titles and the secondary title? And when title get, we'll get, yeah, yeah. I think we'll get there. For sure we'll get there. Um, I think next will probably be some kind of secondary title and then we'll bring in some tag titles. Um, yeah. I mean, 
I just, you know, initially I wanted to test the waters and just make sure that the, the, <laughs> the, the fan base was still there because we'd had a few years without wrestling in Borenwood and so I just wanted to take it slow. We only did one show last year, um, but it, it did well. So, yeah, hopefully things will continue to do well. We'll keep it on good shows. Um, people will, will enjoy them. Um, and then, yeah, we can add in some more titles as we go. Great. So, yeah, so it's Ignite Wrestling Pro Encore, 6th of March. Um, tickets will be in the description below the interview. You want to check it out? Uh, hey, good brothers, this is Sunset Skip, and you are listening to the Broken But Glorious podcast. All right, so if you're a promoter for a day, promoting an event, so using wrestlers you've either worked or trained with, wrestlers are associated to you in some way. If I give you a match type, you tell me who you put in that match. And people that I've wrestled, they've got to be people that I've wrestled with, right? Wrestled with, trained with, they're associated to you in some way. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah, so as it's your card, you can make every match into gender, every match, fatal three way, four way, five way, it's up to you. Throw okay. a silly show, throw a silly gimmick in if you want. Stipulation. <laughs> so, what would be your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Cool. Opening contest. And I can have anyone I want, right? I've to have worked with them. Yes. Um, I think opening contest would be a, a four way with yeah. a four way, because I, I like to start shows out like all guns blazing, let's go, mm-hmm. you know. The, Get the crowd up, high flying. Um, I think I'd go Joe Lando, Danny Black, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Callum Newman, and Nino Bryant in a four way. In, in uh, can we have we can have any kind of match we want? Sure, I want to make sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have. I want them to be in an Ultimate X match. Ultimate, <laughs> Ultimate X four way opens the show. Lando, <laughs> yeah. Danny Black, Callum Newman, Nino Bryant. Oh, based. <laughs> I think I saw three of them in the match at the Wrestle Carnival. I put the DVD. Yeah, yeah, and Mayhew was in that match. Mayhew, yeah. I was trying to think who the other fourth guy was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, those four, they're they're great. Um, yeah, but I had to throw Nino in because you know he's he's my hometown boy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he's from Bournemouth. <laughs> I got, I got, I got to get Nino in there. Cool. Uh, what about a comedy like style match? Comedy style match. Okay. Uh, I think for that. One, God, he's gonna hate me for saying it. He's gonna <laughs> bloody hate me, but I'd put the, the I'd put Gene Money in that straight away. He, yes, he's so much, he's so much more than a comedy wrestler. He is. He really he is. is yeah. But Christ, does he know how to entertain people? Um, so I feel like I feel, I don't feel like anyone could do it better. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, and who who else would I have in that with him? Um, it's got to be someone Jerry Bakewell. I don't know if you know Jerry Bakewell. Yes, uh, from, <laughs> I've not seen him live. I really, uh, yeah. He's just incredible. He's just incredible. He, I, you know, I wrestled and trained with him at, at Lucha Britannia, um, and then we brought him in as our MC at Clash. And oh, wow. he, he actually ended up winning our the Clash Championship in the very last show. Oh, uh, so yeah, G, Gene Money and Jerry Bakewell in that one. Did you see it, uh, TNT? They're gonna have Gene Money versus Scotty Too Hotty and both. Um, yeah, Such a boss, Martino yeah. is a special referee. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> comedy yeah. called. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Um, yeah, I just need to find find forty quid to go to it now. It's it, 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 I think it's usually twenty five, but they do and they're like, like a signing session with Scotty beforehand. So uh, okay, yeah, meet so, and greet type thing. Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, just need to find money. <laughs> um, your women's title match. Women's title match. Um, I go Laura Di Matteo and Nina Samuels. They had they they yes. they had they had one of the best matches I've 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 ever seen live. Um, and the two two of the best uh, women's wrestlers, two of the best forget women's wrestlers, two of the best wrestlers in the country. Definitely. So, yeah, I, that's an easy one for me. Uh, a mid card title, workhorse title. Like much okay workhorse um i'm gonna throw tommy carl in there because for me he he's one of the best workhorses yeah. in the country right yes. now he needs to uh, break out okay. yeah exactly to northwest yeah. i want to see you live workhorse <laughs> is definitely someone that I, you know I, when i think workhorse i associate it straight with, with tommy kyle um and you know what um i, I wrestled him myself so i'm gonna throw it in i'm gonna put haskins in there oh. so 
Haskins and Tommy Carl, and you know, I know Haskins is not a mid card guy, but mm. but those but those two, you know, as workhorses go, would would abs- you know they they'd kill it, and and you could elevate Tommy as well, put him to the next level. So definitely, <laughs> um, and a, a hardcore extreme, extreme rules star match, you can make it as hardcore as you want. You can put it up to death match if you definitely want. To. <laughs> oh, you know, death match. I don't mind, I don't mind watching your death match. Um, um, you wouldn't catch me in one though. You wouldn't catch me in one. I don't mind hardcore matches. I don't mind blunt objects, ladders, chairs, oh, tables, oh, things yeah. that are like solid. I don't want to be dealing with glass. <laughs> no, I don't, um, I don't. I don't see why anyone would want to be a death match wrestler. It just doesn't. Appear. <laughs> uh, well, there's definitely a market out there for there, isn't it? People, people do enjoy it. So people I've wrestled with, um, or, or or been on shows with, or been around. So I guess. Um, I guess Big Joe's got to be in there. Yes. Um, as, you know, as deathmatch wrestlers go, he's probably the best around, right? So, um, and I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw Xander in there as well, because um, I don't know if he wants to do deathmatches, to be honest, but he like, he loves a hardcore match. I know yeah. Xander. <laughs> I, know, I absolutely know Xander loves a hardcore match. And to mm. be honest, I reckon he'd probably do a deathmatch. Uh, um, and he's great. He, I had a great, I've had two good hardcore matches with Xander. So I'm going to go Big Joe and Xander. It's, it's my show, right? He's got to do his yep. told. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, TNT, do they have deathmatch tournaments and some of the matches are chairs and drawing pins? No. no. Barbed well, wire, bar yeah. wire and tables? No. Fans bring their own we- weapons? No. <laughs> so what are free panes of glass? <laughs> no. 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 no, no. I'll go tax. You want to throw some tax in, I'll go tax. Draw the line after that. That's what, That's as far as it goes. <laughs> if, if your opponent went under the ring and pulled out a bag, would you like to be tax or Lego that you'd have to... I've done on? the Lego. Me and Xander used Lego in our hardcore match, actually. Mm. Um, it was it was all right. It wasn't that bad, actually. It wasn't as bad as it thought it would be. It left a few Lego marks on my body for a while, though. <laughs> like the little imprints yeah. of the Lego. Um, yeah, I'm surprised how many people go for tax. I think you know, I just don't like I don't like the idea of being pierced, so I'd probably go for Lego as well. But yeah, yeah. I'll go Lego. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So your tag team title match? Tag team title match. Cool. Um, gonna have to be. I'll go people I have wrestled with. I'm gonna go Rebellion um, and the lads. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But you've seen? Have you seen the lads? I saw, I've seen. Oh, I've seen one of them. I can't remember um, what are the names again. I forgot. Uh, got Alex and Ben. Um, Alex Echo and Ben Jones. I'm not sure Ben no, Jones. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of somebody else. But um, they're they're great. They wrestle at DNA a lot. Yeah. Um, and and at Jurassic Pro at the moment. Um, obviously that that's their promotion. So. Um, shout out to Jurassic Pros, great promotion, love working there. Um, but the lads are great; they 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 just know how to entertain, and you know they can go in the ring as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, amazing. <laughs> I quite, yeah, no, I was thinking of somebody else. I think he just had a, a lad gimmick. <laughs> then it's your main events. So your title Ooh, match, boy, main event. Okay, I'm gonna go. Two people that uh, I, I wrestled a long time, long time ago for both of them actually. But um, Will Ospreay and Pete Dunn will go. I'm going to go main event. Wow, uh, yeah, um, that just oh, two, you can't get much better than that, right? You know, two awesome, probably two best British wrestlers in the world right now. I, I don't know. I, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I think I think Pete Dunn's been doing dark matches with SmackDown, so it looks like he's going up to SmackDown soon. Yeah, I think trying, anyone who's not been released from NXT seems to be go, going that way, don't they? So, yeah. um, and you know, he's he's too good to not be there. So, um, I see they made they made Smasher Champa die as beard brown again. Yeah, yeah I, saw <laughs> I saw that. I can't be having no grey in the beard. Yeah. They did the same to Edge as well, didn't they? They made Edge dye his beard as well. But I, lo- I loved his rugged. I'm dead. He looked like a. Logan and that film, well, the Wolverine in that last film where he just had yeah. it old and yeah, he yeah. looked amazing. Then when he came back in 2020, yeah, now he's just starting Vince, to look a bit like like, like Edge. <laughs> so. Vince don't want that though, does he? He does no. not want. He doesn't want his wrestlers looking old. People don't age. God damn it, they don't age. You need to. You need to look like you're in the prime forever. Oh, okay. Oh, Will Ospreay versus Pete Dunne—that'd be an amazing main event. So. 
How's that? Was that an all right show? I don't know. Is that, That's what amazing. Right? I'd watch it. I'd love to watch that show. That's amazing. I'd love to watch that show. If I ever, if I ever win the lottery, I'll book it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so where, where can people see you in the near future? Where else can people see you? Uh, so I've got, um, obviously, like I said, RCWA coming out um, tomorrow. And then I've got, I've got United Wrestling coming up on the 12th of February, um, which is in Oxford. Uh, Apex Wrestling on the 13th. Um, got DNA, big, big DNA coming up. Big DNA show coming up on the 19th of February. It's their anniversary show. Absolutely stacked. Um, I'm wrestling Robbie X on that, which is going to be oh. incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, oh, I, was meant, I was meant to see him live for the first time at TNT. Again, and Mark Astles came out. So I was like, oh, first time seeing Mark Astles. So then Robbie X, he got injured in the first two minutes with Robbie X. Had to, oh, oh, man. So they brought, they brought, they brought L, LJ Clary out. He's a brilliant wrestler, but it wasn't. Yeah. Robbie X versus Mark Haskins. Or I mean, you know, that is a main event anywhere in the country, isn't it? Let's face it. Yeah, just, yeah just, a ra- just a random... And but, Mark yeah. Haskins was a replacement. I can't remember who he replaced. It was meant to be Robbie uh, X. It was meant to be Robbie X versus Scotty Rourke for the uh, Ultra X Championship. Ultra X Championship. But um, I think Scotty got COVID. So, uh, yeah, so, it was, so it was Robbie X versus question mark and turn out to be Mark Haskins. Like, oh. That's not a bad feeling, is it? <laughs> not a bad replacement. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's a huge match personally for me. It's a big show for DNA, February 19th. Mm. Um, Art of Combat's another big one, March the 5th. Uh, Tom Fellwell, like I said. Um, that should be good. It's good. Yeah, I mean, my, and then, yeah, I mean, I've got quite a lot of shows coming up. I've got, the, the, you know, my year's pretty booked up to be honest, but yeah. And then we've got, DOA is going to be starting to run their shows again in March. Um, March the 26th is their first one. Um, yeah. So, um, and check out uh, Jurassic Pro as well. Um, unfortunately, I can't do their first show of the year because I'm, I'm booked elsewhere, but uh, February 13th, check out Jurassic Pro because I love those boys. And, yeah. and they've gone to show. Yeah, I've heard the football good things about Jurassic Pro. So. <laughs> right, uh, do you want to promote your social media for me? Um, yeah, sure. Um, well, if you if you want to check out Ignite Wrestling Pro, it's exactly that on Facebook. Ignite Wrestling Pro. Um, CJ Carter is um, CJ Carter Wrestling on Facebook. Um, and um, let me just dig out. Here we go. So CJ Carter Wrestling on Facebook. CJ Carter 2017 on Instagram and CJ Carter underscore 87 on Twitter. Um, and yeah, search Ignite Wrestling Pro on all platforms, Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook. Check us out. Cool. I'll put links in the description below the interview. So I've really oh, enjoyed speaking you. to you. So I'd love to have you on again in the future. So. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's entertaining for everyone. You know, it's, um, it's a lot of 